0: The Adams Archive.
1: Hello, you beautiful people, and welcome to the Adams Archive. My name is Austin Adams, and thank you so much for listening today. On this week's episode, second episode, we are going to be going into the deep, dark depths, not just of the ocean, discussing the recently lost submarine that was down for some reason, looking at the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean. So we will discuss that. We are also going to discuss the weird noises that they're hearing every 30 minutes coming from the depths of the ocean when they've been on this hunt, as well as my hopeful dream that this ends in us figuring out that we have had undersea aliens this entire time that rescue this mission. So we'll talk about that. And then we're going to jump into some other topics, including the Pentagon announcing that there was an accounting error, providing an extra $6.2 billion to Ukraine. That is quite an accounting error. And I bet you nobody lost their job because they did exactly what they were supposed to do. (laughs) Then speaking of large finances, a BlackRock employee came out and well, didn't come out. He was thinking he was on a date with somebody from O'Keefe Media, the former head of Project Veritas, started O'Keefe Media Group and caught somebody from BlackRock, a BlackRock recruiter saying everything that we already knew, but just from the perspective of an employee there. So we'll discuss that. Then we will get into the depths of the conversation where we're going to talk about the CNN producer who was sentenced to 19 years in prison for child sex crimes. Then we'll get into his relationship or his wife's relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell, as there's some photos that we will discuss surrounding that. And then if we're feeling frisky and you stick with me the whole time, we might just talk about the blackmail that is running the world, underground military bases, Alice in Wonderland trauma-based mind control programming and the mind control running our world. I came across an interesting Reddit thread that led me down some rabbit holes that we will explore together if you stick around. So first thing I need you to do is head over to the... Well, don't head over anywhere. Just yet. hit that subscribe button. Press it right now. I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for listening. Again, I just love doing this for you guys, but I need you to do one thing for me. If you have not subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me right this moment. Before we get into all these amazing topics, before we discuss all of these untouchable subjects, I need you to hit that subscribe button just in case my podcast so happens to wither away into the wind after this one. So (laughs) go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I would appreciate it. Then if you are subscribed, go ahead and leave a five-star review. That is literally the only thing that you can do to give back to me at this point is hitting that five-star review. So if you're listening week after week after week and you haven't taken, just take the three seconds it takes just to hit that five stars. I don't even need you to write something. All right. Now, as you're doing this, I'll, I'll give you three seconds to pull it up. One, two, three. You got it up. I know you do. Hit the five stars. It takes two seconds. Two seconds. And we've already been talking about this for seven seconds, and I would have been done had you just done it already. (laughs) So go ahead and hit that button, leave a five-star review. And if you would like, please write something. That is the only thing I ask of you at this moment. Subscribe, leave a five-star review. All right, I would appreciate it from the bottom of my beautifully large heart. All right, today's podcast, we're going deep. Let's jump into it.
0: Adams archive.
1: All right, let's get right into it. If you have not heard yet, which you probably have because everybody's talking about it, there was a group of, well, one, I believe it was Iranian or Israeli billionaire, as well as some other crazy ass people who decided to put their life on the line to go look at a screen in the submarine to take a look at the Titanic. These people must really love Leonardo DiCaprio because it cost around $250,000 just to go on this excursion. Pretty wild that this many people at one time would actually go and do that. So I am reading this article from Real News No Bullshit, which just came up with a bullshit pop-up saying that I'm not subscribed, which I am. So hold on one second while I go ahead and click that beautiful button. All right, there we go. Now, this article says, U.S. Coast Guard leads urgent search for Titanic viewing submarine. It goes on to say, a rescue operation led by the U.S. Coast Guard with Canadian support began on Monday, in the Atlantic Ocean to find a submersible vessel used for Titanic exploration, which was reported m- missing on Sunday evening south of St. John's, Newfoundland. Interesting. Open Gate Expeditions, the company that owns the submersible, cons- confirmed the search for its five person vessel and expressed concerns for the crew and their families. Wow, it keeps wanting me to sign in, even though I'm already signed in. Come on, real news let me just give you my breakdown while this is pulling up. So basically these four crazy ass dudes went down with this other crazy ass dude who owns a submarine and he takes people down to go see the Titanic. Now, when you think of a, when you think of a submarine, usually you think of this big, beautiful thing with like a, you know, a a little tube coming out the top of it and sonar and all this wild other shit. This doesn't have that. This looks like a tin can wrapped in duct tape. And by the way, the way that he controls this thing is with a PlayStation controller, a literal Bluetooth PlayStation controller. And also, the only thing that these four guys can actually see is TV screens. They're sitting in this like seven by four box together with four other people looking at TV screens. They can't even actually see the Titanic. There's like a a heat camera and like IR camera that they can actually see the Titanic with out of a screen. They don't actually get to go view it themselves. They sit there with a remote control. You could have taken a drone. Just get a drone for 250 grand. You probably could have bought seven of them. What the hell are you doing putting yourself in danger this way? These guys look stoked, though. So this article is backed up and it's gone. So let's find another one. We'll just move on from real news because that's making me irritated. All right. So it says it was a suicide mission, said the German adventurer, recalling his past experiences aboard the Titanic exploring submersible now lost at sea. So this is somebody else that came out and talked about this. And this man says... And this is coming from the post-millennial. It starts off by saying, while an international effort is underway to rescue those on board the Titanic-exploring submersible that has been lost at sea, a German adventurer who once went on the same exploration called the voyage a suicide mission. As officials raced against time before the vessel loses its oxygen supply, Arthur Lobel told the German outlet Bild that he went on the voyage in August of 2021 and immediately noticed a, flu- a slew of concerning red flags. And here's a little bit from Fox News.
2: What could possibly have happened?
3: Worst, worst situation is, you know, something happened to the hull. And and our fear is that, is you know, it imploded at around 3,200 meters.
2: And is there anything that the U.S. Navy can do right now?
3: No. No, I mean, I... I don't see anything that can happen at this point. I mean, I'm trying to be, you know, somewhat cautious and, you know, don't want to basically be the naysayer of what's going on. But I, when you're talking 6,000 pounds per square inch, it is a dangerous environment. More people have been to outer space than to this depth of the ocean. And when you're diving in these situations, you have to you have to cross your cross your T's, dot your I's. You have to do everything absolutely perfect and by the book and You know, throwing a bunch of tourists in a new sub that, you know, was just created over the last several years. It's not looking good, Jesse.
2: All right. Well, thanks for joining us in this tender time. And
1: we're going to be praying for everybody on that sub. Thanks. Wow. That's a shocking thing to say that more people have been to outer space than have been to the same depths of the ocean as they took this tin can with a PlayStation controller. Imagine paying $250,000 just to go to your own death. Now, there was far more pressing things that went on this week, including Hunter Biden essentially getting off during a hearing where he pled guilty to two charges for tax evasion, among several other things like I posted about. So this is not to take away from those things, but this is what everybody's talking about. So here we are. For very, very rich people are sitting very, very deep under the ocean. Now, again, that's not to take away from the fact that this is tragic and horrible, because I can't imagine the, the the amount of stress and anxiety and, the, the, you know, if, if they're alive right now, currently, as we're having this discussion and conversation, they're running out of air. So terrible, terrible. But this goes on to say that... that He was recalling his experience on board the Titan Submersible that tours the famous Titanic wreckage 12,000 feet below sea level. It was a suicide mission, he exclaimed. The first submarine didn't work, then a dive at 1,600 meters had to be abandoned. Lobel told the outlet that he went on the underwater expedition with two passengers that are currently trapped aboard this missing vessel. French Titanic expert Paul Harvey Nergialet. 73 and ocean gate CEO Stockton rush 61. The two men are trapped with three other passengers in this vessel, which authorities believe to be located around 350 miles off the coast of Canada. Excuse me. And it says while the vessel was about to launch, mobile explained that the submersible had a series of electrical issues, which resulted in a five hour delay. In addition to those issues, the entrepreneur who paid $110,000 for his ticket said that the bracket of the stabilization tube had to be reattached with zip ties. The stabilization tube balances the submarine, according to the outlet. You need strong nerves. You mustn't be claustrophobic, and you have to be able to sit cross-legged for 10 hours, he said of his experience. It must be hell down there. There's about 2.5 meters of space. It's four degrees. There's no chair and no toilet. Those aboard the Titan Submersible, which has been missing since Sunday, include a British billionaire, Harnish Harding, Pakistani businessman, Shadzadi. De Wood and his 19 year old son, and the two passengers previously mentioned. As of Tuesday afternoon, the submersible has around 41 hours of oxygen supply left. And it is now Wednesday. They're looking at maybe 16 hours or so, depending on how good you are at math. <laughs> so, this also says that. Another article, and this one coming from the Daily Wire, says that authorities don't know what's causing underwater banging as experts rush to determine if sound comes from these Titanic sub. The U.S. Coast Guard is still trying to determine if the underwater noises picked up by sonar planes Tuesday came from the missing Titanic submersible. The search and rescue teams detected banging sounds in 30-minute intervals near where the five passengers aboard the Titanic sub went missing. During a Wednesday afternoon press conference, Coast Guard Captain Jamie Frederick said that the team of experts is listening to recordings of the banning sounds picking up by search and rescue teams, but added, we don't know what they are, to be frank with you. At the news conference, Carl Hartsford of the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute said it's possible for underwater animals to make noises that sound like they came from humans. A Canadian airplane picked up the underwater noises on Tuesday, resulting in the search team focusing their operation on the area where the sounds came from, according to Frederick. There are five surface assets and two remotely operated vehicles searching for the submersible, the Titan. Five more assets are expected to join the search in the next two days. The Coast Guard captain said that the search operation was still a 100% search and rescue mission, added that we need to have hope. According to the Coast Guard estimates, the five passengers aboard the Titan have less than 24 hours of oxygen remaining. Rescue teams initially were searching an area roughly the size of Connecticut after the vessel went missing. In a last-ditch effort came began Wednesday involving heavy machinery and submarines that involved the Newfoundland on Tuesday night. Now, according to, according to, who is it? What is the fellow I'm thinking of? Um, let me see. I forget who mentioned this. Let's see. All right, yeah, that's who it was. It was according to Dan Crenshaw. the The U.S. Coast Guard has a very, very able bodied some submarine that they could send down there with plenty more capabilities than they're willing to, and they decided not to. So, that's unfortunate for these people. But you know, like I talked about, I, I the, the underwater banging is 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 interesting here. Now, obviously, it's probably most likely not the submarine, and it's probably something else, potentially, as that person pointed out, sea creatures. But what I like to think is going to end up as the result of this is, you know, how, how many times have we seen that aliens or UFO aircraft drop underneath the water surface? So maybe, just maybe, you know, Let's call back, go back to Project Bluebeam and say maybe our underwater friends that are dropping down from the sky are going to pick up this submarine and drop it just politely back onto the White House lawn and greet us and then have a hologram in the sky and then you know start their takeover. So maybe this is the intro to that. Probably not. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. The Pentagon announced an accounting error, which provided an extra $6.2 billion for Ukraine. $6.2 billion, and that's an accounting error. $6.2 billion. Could you imagine if you worked for a finance company and you messed up so bad that you gave somebody $6.2 billion extra? That's probably never happened ever in the history of finance. $6.2 billion. What type of accounting error could that have been? And does anybody actually believe that it's an accounting error? Because I I don't think there's probably a single person in the White House or the Pentagon that you could find that actually agrees with that statement. How stupid do you think the American people are that that you believe that we would believe you after all things that we've found out about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the White House, the military industrial complex with Ukraine, that this came from the result of, oops, press the wrong button darn it, not another $6 billion. How how dumb do you think the American people are that you can come up here and make a statement like that? Speaking of statements, let's go ahead and listen in.
0: Following up from some announcements earlier this year, during the department's regular oversight of presidential drawdown authority for ukraine we discovered inconsistencies in equipment valuation for ukraine in a significant number of cases services used replacement costs rather than net book value thereby overestimating the value of the equipment drawn down from u.s stocks and provided to ukraine once we discovered this misvaluation the comptroller reissued guidance on march 31st clarifying how to value equipment in line with the financial management regulation and DOD policy to ensure we use the most accurate of accounting methods. We have confirmed that for FY23, the final calculation is $3.6 billion, and for FY22, it is $2.6 billion for a combined total of $6.2 billion. These valuation errors in no way limit or restricted the size of any of our PDAs or impacted the provision of support to Ukraine. And while the DOD DoD retains the authority to utilize the recaptured PDA, this has no bearing on appropriated USAI or Ukraine PDA replenishment funding approved by Congress.
1: Okay, just throw out a bunch of acronyms. So we don't know what you're saying. But I know what you're saying, lady. Could you imagine being her? It's like her first day and they just have to they're like, okay, by the way, I know, know, here's your notes. And but also we need to to tell the American people that she that we accidentally miscalculated $6.2 billion of their tax money and just sent it to Ukraine. (laughs) What a what an interesting first day that must have been for this woman. I'm sure it wasn't her first day, but you know, it's the first time I've seen her. Anyways, this goes on to say, and this comes from DC Drano. He says, "Insane Pentagon announces an overpayment of 6.2 billion to Ukraine and calls it an accounting error. How much do you want to bet a good chunk of that accounting error landed in the pockets of Ukrainian oligarchs?" Yup. Wow. All right. Now. Let's let's talk about this because if you or I make a error on our tax returns, resulting in let's say let's just use a let's use a crazy number here: sixty thousand dollars. Sixty thousand dollar accounting error. That wouldn't be a small percentage fraction of what happened here. Let's just use ten thousand. Let's use ten thousand here. If you miscalculated your taxes by $10,000, the IRS, as we found out recently, can literally knock down your door with weapons drawn as they did to a gun store owner recently. But they make a $6.2 billion error and, you know, make it a one minute conversation in the press conference. At what point do, do we reclaim our tax system, right? What I find to be the craziest thing, like the federal income tax, like when, when was the federal income tax created? Cause I believe it was like the fricking eighties or something might even be later than that. Says an American, the first American income tax was imposed during the Civil War in 1861, with flat three percent tax on all incomes over $800. So not the '80s, <laughs> but it wasn't officially enacted that we know it today until 1913 was when the federal income tax as we know it now was officially enacted. That was literally your great-grandparents didn't have to deal with the federal income tax. And now you have people giving 40% of their income to the government, and they're misspending it on proxy wars so that Hunter Biden can smoke meth off of a stripper's butt cheek in Donetsk. Meanwhile they'll kick down your door over $10,000 miscalculation on your taxes. The the whole federal income tax thing is, you know, I, I cannot believe we're in a place now where they take such a large percentage of your money. And yet we have to sit here and listen to the nonsense that they talk to us about, where they take that tax money that they would have, you know, put you in jail if you didn't tell them about and then send it to, Wherever this fictional places where these you know billionaires in in Ukraine could get their hands on it, or or even worse yet, the military industrial complex organizations of the world. Now, speaking of the people who own those of the military industrial complex, you know the the Raytheon's, the you know basically the Stark Industries of twenty twenty three. Let's watch this video that comes from O'Keefe Media Group and James O'Keefe, where BlackRock employee, a BlackRock recruiter decides, who decides people's fate, says war is good for business in undercover business or undercover footage. Let's watch it.
4: They don't want to be in the news. They, They don't want people to talk about them. don't want to be
0: anywhere
4: on the radar? Why not? I don't know, but I suspect it's probably because it's easier to do things when people aren't thinking about it. All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. You can take this big ton of money and then you can start to buy people. I work for a company called BlackRock. Meet Serge Varley, a recruiter at BlackRock. Let me tell you, it's not who's the president. It's who's controlling the the wallet.
5: And
1: if you didn't just hear that, because he's speaking very low in a restaurant, he says, Let me tell you, it's not who the president is. It's who's controlling the wallet of the president, this recruiter for BlackRock says.
4: And who's that? The hedge funds, the banks,
0: these
4: guys are campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. Obviously, we have the system in place. First, there's the Senate. and so these guys. Are f- you got 10 grand, you can buy senator. I could give you 500k right now, no questions asked. Yeah. Uh, identity needs to we're done.
0: Does like everybody do that? Does BlackRock do that?
4: You know, it doesn't matter who wins. They're they're my pocket
2: Here's Serge Varley on how good war is for BlackRock's business.
0: Do you have any?
6: Thoughts uh, on the Ukraine Russia war?
4: Yeah, I mean I I do have thoughts.
6: What are they?
4: If Ukraine is good for business. You know, right? I'll give an example. Russia. Russia blows up Ukraine's grain sales. The Price of wheat's gonna go mad up. The Ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market, global wheat market. Mm-hmm. Prices of bread, and, you know, it, literally everything is it goes up and down. This is fantastic if you're trading. Volatility creates opportunity to make profit. War is real no f- good for, for the business. It's exciting when s*** sh- goes wrong, you, right? Rockrock Rock manages 20 trillion. It's incomprehensible numbers.
2: BlackRock Serge Varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding. You're like an
4: undercover reporter. No not get giving a sh- this is this is beyond them.
1: <laughs> the whole thing of,
4: like domination wow. from a concept he said,
1: you're like an undercover reporter yeah no shit buddy <laughs> yeah. and you're pretty smart for picking up on that and still talking this entire time he said war is good for business and that BlackRock manages 20 trillion trillion dollars in assets
2: So f-ing
4: interesting.
2: Hi, I'm James O'Keefe with OMG News. Here we are with our latest story. This time on BlackRock, one of the world's leading asset and investment managers, which owns significant shares of companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Anheuser-Busch, Meta, Target, Procter and Gamble, Comcast, CNN, Fox, and yes, Pfizer just to name a few. At OMG, we do not shy away from exposing powerful companies, and we're not afraid of powerful people. So we decided to take a look for ourselves at the influence BlackRock has on our politics, and the influence they have on our culture. So to do that, what better place to start a hidden camera investigation? I'm the person who headhunts people
4: from other firms, so I would approach him and say, hey, this is a good reason why you
3: should come work
2: for us. Serge tells us who really runs the world, how they do it, and just how much it costs to buy people. Like politicians.
4: Let me tell you, it's not the, who's the president, it's who's controlling the, the wall. So it's, it's and who's that? The hedge funds, off the banks, these guys will huh?
1: And if you think of that, it's not really the banks, the hedge funds. It's the people who own the banks and who own the hedge funds, who are sitting in the boardroom when they're having strategy discussions about how to rig the next election allegedly, right? It's the people who are sitting there trying to figure out whether they're going to put pride stuff at the front of target when they own it. It's the people who decide the, you know what is it? the CEI scores is now going to be the next way that a company gets funding. Right, so it's not it's not the entity that's making these decisions. It's the people in the strategy meetings at these boardrooms that are making these decisions, and and the people at the strategy of those boardrooms only sit there as long as the owners of these companies, the, the highest up people within these companies, the the families who started them, the the head of those families, like the Rockefellers, like. The, the Rothschilds, like the George Soros's who determine the fate of humanity, who determine the fate of our country, who determine the fate of these wars, because whether they want to fund one side or the other, they're both going to win, right? They're, they're still going to make profits either way, just as he talked about. So whether they're they're investing on wheat or they're shorting wheat, when they know there's about to be an airstrike on a major wheat you know, silo, that determines the Ukrainian economy Right, so you get you get Raytheon or you get you know whatever the you know military industrial complex is making strategic decisions or or giving strategic advice to these companies and also pumping them full of missiles and then they make these decisions about where they're going to strike and that causes changes in what happens to the economy which they then short or or invest in the stocks of each side making money knowing what's about to happen so the longer that these wars go on and the longer that they have a say in the strategy of these wars. The more profits they make. So when you figure it out from that perspective, and then you understand that that's what you're sending your sons or your daughter into when when it comes to being in the military, maybe it's time to second guess whether you know that's what's in their best interest, especially when they only generally go after you know lower income families. You know, literally, I, I can't tell you how crazy it is to have a re- recruiter come to a you know, a high school that you're at and, and put a pull up bar there, like, you know, ch- show me how tough you are and then throw a fucking t-shirt at you and then try to recruit you so you can go shoot some, you know, somebody with a different religion who was born in a different side of the world than you for them to make profits. Right. It's, it's just so messed up. So let's see if there's anything else interesting in this and then we'll wrap it up and move into our next topic.
4: financing. Yep, You can buy your candidates. So you know. So. All of these financial institutions they buy politicians.
0: How do they run the world?
4: You acquire stuff. You diversify, you acquire, you keep acquiring, you spend whatever you make in acquiring more. And at a certain point your rest club was is, is super low. Like imagine you've invested in like ten different industries from food to to drinks to like technology, right? One one of them fails, it doesn't matter, you have nine others to back you up. Risk management is, is inherently just about everything, and in the finance space, it's all about it's, it's, it's well. It's all about the money you make. You don't you don't let it sit. Yeah, like you keep using it over and over, and Reinvest. just- Reinvest? Yeah, and it's exponential growth. And then once you just own a little bit of everything, is that where the control? Yeah, you own a little bit of everything, and that little bit of everything gives you so much money on a yearly basis that you can take this big ton of money. And then you can start to buy people. And obviously we have this system in place. First there's the senators. And these guys are f- you got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. It doesn't matter who you wins. Right. They're, they're my populace. Like, I can give you 500k right now. No questions asked. what needs to be done. They'll be like, yeah, of
6: course.
0: And Why not? Does like, everybody
2: do
4: that? Does BlackRock do that?
6: Yeah.
2: The BlackRock recruiter also tells us about how the U.S. government relies on BlackRock for their economic simulation computational
4: power. Economic simulation. They need to understand the impact of something, right? They're gonna like raise the interest rate, in for example.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It's gonna create this cascade of various factors that people are they're not sure what it's gonna do, basically.
2: And just how f***ing great the Ukraine war is for business.
4: Stephanie, thoughts on the
1: Ukraine Russia war. All right. So it looks like he's just going over everything that they already showed in the first part of the video, but good on O'Keefe media group. It's, it shames me (laughs) to not be able to say project Veritas because those words have been slipping from my mouth for so long, but good on James O'Keefe for pivoting from project Veritas so quickly. And then coming up with these amazing stories as well. So Now, let's go ahead and jump into the next portion of this discussion, which is going to be where we start to get a little deep. Not quite as deep as the submarine just yet, but you'll see where this goes. All right, so this says, disgraced former CNN producer sentenced to 19 years in prison for child sex crimes. Now, I don't know about you, but I am not surprised. All right, so let's go ahead and see what this article has to say. It says, former CNN producer John Griffin has been sentenced to 19 years in prison on Tuesday for committing child sex crimes in Vermont. John Griffin, 45, confessed to coercing a woman online to bringing her 19, or nine-year-old daughter to Ludlow, Vermont for illicit acts. Wow, that's horrible. The US Attorney's Office for the District of Vermont charged Griffin with 3 counts of using a facility of interstate commerce to attempt to entice minors to engage in unlawful activity in 2021. However, Griffin entered into a plea agreement in December and the government dropped two additional charges for enticing a minor after he confessed his crimes. Now, one thing to mention in a segue with that other portion of this is that BlackRock owns CNN and hired this man. A criminal, you know, and also they own Target and every other one that's pushing, you know, all of the pride materials and drag shows for children within their brands. A criminal complaint filed by the state of Nevada against a mother accused of pimping her nine-year-old daughter out to CNN's John Griffin revealed that authorities arrested the mother in August 2020 and seized Griffin's devices the following month. This means that law enforcement allegedly knew about Griffin's abuse for more than a year before arresting him. Court records reveal that Griffin paid the mother to fly with the girls from Nevada to Boston where the girl said Griffin assaulted her. According to court documents, federal investigators seized computer storage media, devices, phones, cameras, micro SD cards, images and video from Griffin on September 2nd. The indictment alleged that Griffin lured a mother and her underage daughter to his home for the purposes of abuse in July 2020. Man, I can't even read this whole thing. Jeez. All right. So no surprises there that somebody from CNN, nonetheless, the one pushing pride, the one pushing the trans agenda, pushing (laughs) sex changes in children, all of that is somehow or another intertwined into some shape or form of actively sexually assaulting minors. And what we find out too, as we go a little deeper into this ocean of information is that the convicted CNN producer and former CNN's president's wife was connected to Epstein. So the same man that was the producer for CNN who got 19 years in prison, just sentenced to him for sex crimes against children's wife was friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. And now you start to see where all these little spider webs come together. Now, there's a picture here that was posted. Now, posted by an anonymous source on Twitter, but it has photos and it says, we found photos of Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's co-conspirator, socializing with Jeff Zucker's wife, Karen Zucker. For context, Jeff Zucker is the current president of CNN. Now, this man doesn't seem to have been trafficking this child this same way. So he was involved in the same trafficking ring And you wonder why CNN was not covering Epstein's trial or his murder properly. It's because the producer's wife was best friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. And now he's finally being convicted on separate charges. But if they would just open the book and let us know who was actually a part of the sex trafficking ring of Epstein, maybe this would have happened. We would have found this out prior to this child getting assaulted. Maybe we would have found this out prior to all of the assaults that have happened since then, And they still won't release the documents. They still won't go after the Johns. They still won't go after the people that were in Epstein's book. They still will not release the flight logs so that you can actually find it out. And they still won't go after them legally. Why? Especially when almost in every account of Epstein, people talk about him having videotapes and videos to blackmail these people. Now, what we come to find out later, as so many people have talked about prior, is that it's very likely that Epstein was an asset of three-letter agencies somewhere in the world, could even be the United States. Some people seem to believe it was Mossad. Some people seem to believe that he was a part of several. But the idea here is that Epstein was leveraging children... And these type of sexual acts with all of the people that he's flown out to that island, including Bill Gates, whose wife left him for being associated with Jeffrey Epstein the way that he was, including Stephen Hawking, including Alec Baldwin, including Clinton, including Almost every single person we know now to be true that has been convicted within Hollywood for assault on children or child pornography, how many of these assaults, how many of these children would have been saved from these acts if our institution, our government, these three-letter agencies did their job and actually went after this list of people that they so clearly know were a part of this? And why would you not do that? unless you were in some way, shape, or form involved, right? And this kind of goes back to the John F. Kennedy assassination. Now, I'm not saying for certain that the CIA was the ones who decided to pull the trigger on this. Now, it's very compelling that they might have been the ones to decide that. But what we do know 100% is that they at least covered some of their tracks. We do know that they dropped the the magic bullet, into the gurney. We do know that they they placed people in positions to be able to cover up the tracks by by having them go out with the coroners and have the autopsy done by somebody who was in their pocket. So, whether he was a controlled asset of these three-letter agencies or whether they were just covering their tracks because they were somehow associated in the spider web of horrificness that was happening here, that's that's yet to be told. But what we do know is there is some association with some type of entity because they knew this about Jeffrey Epstein for the longest time. And how many children continued to be horrifically, horrifically assaulted? How many child's lives were ruined? How many children were flown to an island while the CIA, the FBI, and all of these other organizations knew everything about it? So that leads us into our next conversation which was a comment off of that Reddit thread. So here we go. It says an overview of the blackmail running our world. And this speaks to the things that I was just talking about. It says this post is an overview of the blackmail tactics used to control the most influential people in governments around the world. Obviously, I cannot cover everything in a single post, so as with my previous posts, I highly encourage you to research further yourself. All sources and links are at the bottom of the post. An understanding of what trauma-based mind control programming, MKUltra slash Monarch, is and how it works is again necessary to understand much of this. My other posts are here. The world is run on blackmail, mind control, and shame. There exists many collections of videotapes of high-up people engaging in some of the worst, sickest things imaginable. Now, to preempt this, I'm not condoning that all of this is true. I'm simply reading you something that I found online. But there seems to be a lot of evidence, and, and there seems to be a lot of people who seem who, who agree with this position. So here's some of the information that people believe. Drugs, torture, pedophilia, and murder are common themes to these videos. These tapes are in the hands of many different people, groups, and especially intelligence agencies. Honey trap operations are constantly being run to gather compromising and incriminating evidence on people of importance. Child slaves will be used to compromise people on video. Global leaders are often covertly videotaped doing perverted things with slaves sent to them by intelligence agencies, the Illuminati, Illuminati or other groups. And this is then leveraged. One of the most repulsive things possible that you can do is many times filmed to ensure future compliance. And then he goes on or she goes on in this to quote many people discussing these things, whether they were CIA assets, intelligence agencies that they worked for or others, XMI6. And then they he actually or she actually names these people. But. I don't want to get too into the weeds on these, but I'll read you a couple. And and hopefully the the most important ones are at the top. This is back in 1966. Let's see if this is where we want to start. Back in 1966, Rothstein became the first police detective assigned to investigate the prostitution industry. Almost immediately, he discovered an underground sexual blackmail operation that compromised politicians with child prostitutes. Human compromise is what he was labeled the honey trap process. Rothstein and his colleagues found that approximately 70% of the top U.S. government leaders were compromised in this way. Rothstein said the CIA conducted the human compromise operation while the FBI was tasked with covering up any leaks. Wow. It says Fiona Barnett. Let's see if we can get a who that actually is for you guys. Fiona Barnett she's in a documentary called candy girl let's see if we can watch a couple minutes of that let's get some context
2: extraordinary claims coming out of Canberra tonight with a former prime minister allegedly on a list of suspected pedophiles Liberal Senator Bill Heffernan, who is pushing for the Child Abuse Royal Commission to include the legal profession, told an explosive Senate hearing he has a police list of 28 prominent
5: suspects. There is a former Prime Minister on this list, and it is a police document.
6: And now I'd like to introduce to you Fiona Barnett, that's B-A-R-N-E-T-T, who is one of the bravest people you will ever have the privilege to meet. Throughout my childhood, I was a victim of Australia's VIP child sex trafficking ring. For example, I was prostituted to pedophile parties at Parliament House Canberra and to an international leader at Fairbane Military Airport. The people involved in this elite pedophile ring included high-ranking politicians, police and judiciary. From the late 1980s I reported my abuse experiences to multiple healthcare professionals, not one of whom adhered to mandatory reporting requirements. I reported to New South Wales Police in 2008. I reported to the Royal Commission in 2012. I reported to Operation Attest in Canberra. I made formal witness statements to New South Wales Police and have agreed to do more. I have reported directly to the New South Wales and Federal Police Commissioners and to the New South Wales Coroner. I have provided sufficient names, times, dates and places for authorities to investigate. My experiences were horrific beyond words. I witnessed child abduction, torture, rape, murder, but the way I've been treated for reporting the crimes I witnessed and experienced has been far worse than my original abuse experiences. Victims endure the most miserable childhoods. We then spend the rest of our lives paying for the crimes committed against us. Victims are constantly placed under excessive scrutiny. If we can't provide a precise time and date for something that happened 40 years ago, we are called liars. If we get emotional, we're labeled crazy. If we are vocal, we're just attention seekers. It's time to focus our attention away from victims and onto those responsible for the crimes against children. In the 2006 census, Australians identified child protection as their number one concern. Why then does our government continue to ignore the public's concern for children? Australia is a pedophile haven. Our laws are written, interpreted and administered in a way that benefits pedophiles and silences victims of crime. Teach pro-pedophilia material. Our health
1: boards- Now the man that she accused of being one of her abusers was Nicole Kidman's dad, who eventually fled to Singapore as a result of these accusations and was mysteriously dead. So that's an interesting piece of the puzzle that I just read. Wow. Crazy. I believe she wrote something called eyes wide. Shh. No, that's not her. Okay. <laughs> Random book. So there's a big grab hole there with her. Just, just her, you know, Justice Scalia was mentioned under her name several times, several different things. So, so just to show you that there's validity and merit to the person that he is quoting here in just one of these one of these subsections. So, I I, I didn't have any research on her or any of this prior to that. So, but just googling that name, you can find validity to it. And and here we go, and we'll read some of the next parts of this here. But let's, let's read what, what she had to say about that, and, and maybe I'll give a couple more reads of this. She said, one of the things that I found out over the last 10 years of studying governments and listening to intelligence and counterintelligence agencies is that those in government are sexually compromised and their sexual secrets are collected, and then they are promoted into governments and into ju- judiciaries and into all the positions of importance. Pedophilia is the preferred dirt as it is easily photographed, easily presented in a range of media, immensely shameful, and the public demands your resignation. The next person quoted here is Greg Hallett. Paul Bonacci, one of the victim witnesses of the Franklin affair, also clearly stated Larry King used him in blackmail operations in New York and Washington. The latter was in connection with the activities of a close associate of Larry King, Craig Spence, who was involved in a prostitution ring consisting of underage boys that were supplied to Washington's upper class, which went right up to the White House. Greg Hallett also said, Bob Hope was politically connected and knew how to lure people in and ensure that they would work for him. He invited them to his parties and dangled various kinds of illegal and immoral perversions in their faces. Once their perversions were uncovered, he could blackmail or control them. That is how Bob worked. Bob was very good at this. I watched him do it to people over and over. He lured them in, detected their weaknesses, then used that knowledge in his favor for his connections and ultimately for his personal gain. Bryce Taylor goes on to say, These blackmail practices are often used in conjunction with trauma-based mind control. This mind control is an integral component of and is deeply intertwined with child trafficking, sex slavery, satanic ritual abuse, and many other horrific crimes. Many of the children used for the blackmail are programmed, and many of these people being blackmailed, including sometimes future politicians, leaders, and presidents, are also programmed themselves. Hmm. It says, my personal belief, based on my experiences, is that over the years, more leaders were under mind control. So what this is saying is that there's documented evidence consistently that there is being used blackmail and mind control techniques against high-level politicians so that they can be manipulated for profit over time. Let's see if there's any of the other ones that we want to mention here because there's a ton, a ton. There's one from the Pegasus file. I'll read this one and the next one and then we'll move on. It says check out for the FBI records on Scarlet What was his original hook that got him so deeply embedded with the UK Illuminati culture? He murdered the nanny of Lord Lucan in the 1970s. Lucan wasn't actually involved. Scarlett got it wrong. He was under mind control at the time. How we laughed on his training sessions when he heard that that one. Not funny, really. We were all in the same boat. Each had something terrible attached to us in our past. That's all part and parcel of the Illuminati contract young people forced under mind control to commit murder when when young and then later on picked up by British intelligence to be used and abused as they wished as loyal servants to the British crown. One can only hope that by exposing these hooks that some sort of amnesty can prevail if these people are freed from their demonic Illuminati contract by exposing their hooks. One can only hope that they will come forward at a sizable and influential body of political and public figures in order to put to an end. Here's hoping... Check it out, Remington's Hook, to see what sort of mind ran M15 for so long, or MI5, for so long. It's a game called Mafia, and it is all about blackmail. Hmm. This is from an ex MI6 agent. Says he had previously signed off on Epstein's sweetheart deal because Epstein had belonged to intelligence. Acosta, then serving as U.S. Attorney, the Southern Florida. Had also been told by unspecific figures at the time that he needed to give Epstein a lenient sentence because of his links to intelligence. Wow. Now, that same Fiona Barnett mentions Satanism quite a bit in some of her talks here. But this just goes on and on and on and on of other documented conversations about this blackmail and mind control process. Now, if you don't know about MKUltra, you need to go back. I did a full episode on it and broke it all down. I think I've done actually two episodes on MKUltra, which is a CIA CIA operation, which was done, there's over like a hundred and something different ways that they were doing, conducting different scientific experiments during the Cold War and beyond to try and figure out how to conduct mind control on people. And it was like almost between, I I don't remember exactly, but it was like almost 35 to 40 years that they were conducting these type of experiments. And and it's all public knowledge. You can actually go to the CIA.gov website, to the archives, and look up the documents on MKUltra to figure out. And now you know how they're actually using it. So let's read the next part of this. If you want to find this article... I will link it in a Substack email that I will send out tomorrow. So austinadams.substack.com, I will link this conspiracy Reddit article, which is not very much traction, I wonder why, but has tons and tons of receipts of legitimate people who have made legitimate claims over time that is well documented about this blackmail process. Now, the next thing that he talks about here, or she... This says, deep underground military base information. This post is an, interv- is an overview of deep underground military bases, DUMs. As with my other posts, I highly encourage that you research further yourself. An understanding of what trauma-based mind control programming is and how it works is necessary to understanding much of this. See my other posts, and we will be looking at those. For information about the programming heavily referenced and related to this post, all citation sources, and links are at the end of the section. These above-top-secret deep-level underground bases are used for trauma-based mind control or monarch programming, experimental programming, genetic and other human experimentation, military, Illuminati, NWO technology development, and storage, including advanced weapons and advanced anti-gravity crafts, the highest-level scientific and paranormal experiments, military abductions, black ops, child human trafficking, breeding programs, and other terrible things. There exists a huge network of maglev tube shuttle connections under the United States, which extends into a global system of tunnels and underground bases in cities. Many pictures of the machines used for digging are on this page. Well, let's click that link. Told you we were going deep, fellas. Told you we were going deep. So this is an article from no, I can't read that far. It shows these huge U S air force drilling machineries that were used to drill these types of tunnels. Wow. I'm not going to get into that, but just know that it's there. If you want it to go to it, to look at these machines, it comes from ProjectCamelot.org. And again, I'll link it in the substack. This one I'll need to do the substack because of how much information we're going over. It says they're basically whole cities underground. They are between 2.65 and 4.25 cubic me mi- miles in size. They have laser drilling machines that can drill a tunnel seven miles long in one day. I was involved in building an addition to the deep underground military base at Dolce, which is probably the deepest base. It goes down seven levels and over 2.5 miles deep. I helped hollow out more than 13 deep underground military bases in the United States. That came from Phil Schneider. The next one comes or from Phil Schneider says, I discovered that not only... So yeah, that one came from Phil Schneider. This next one comes from Fritz Springmeier. It says, I discovered that not only was our government focused on building deep secret cities, but the Illuminati families were also. Furthermore, they were using technology that the public was unaware existed. The idea, idea behind it was to create safe and secret place for themselves. Witnesses have described elevators going miles down, super fast trains, backup government agencies, genetic experiments, warehouses of stockpiled materials, and a non-human hybrid project. But what continues to haunt me was what they looked it took from one eyewitness, which gave me when he said, Fritz, you don't have a clue what is going on behind, beyond all of you have thought of. And after that, what is going on is beyond what all of you have thought of. And after that, there was a stone-faced mask on his face, countenance, I don't know what that means. The next one comes from Phil Schneider, which says, these underground bases are funded by the Black Budget. And non-appropriated funds, intelligence agencies run the global drug trade. Where's this money coming from? It's not from our regular black ops budget. It comes from an illegal sale of drugs. And we know that to be true because of the cocaine that the the CIA and, and these agencies were selling in the 80s and the crack in the 90s. So we know that to be true 100%. There's already been articles about that, that the CIA was absolutely selling cocaine to fund these types of operations. So we know that to be true too. It says, where's this money coming from? It's not coming from regular Black Ops budget is coming from the illegal sale of drugs. In the United States, there's at least by conservative estimates, a quarter of a trillion to a half a trillion of illegal drugs just sold in the United States that goes directly into underground budgets and 90 to 95% goes to these dumps. Black Ops budgets is a half trillion dollars per year, a quarter of the US gross national product, black budget is not monitored by Congress. It's an independent having body, but it's mainly financed by drug operations by the CIA, NSA, and the Drug Enforcement Enforcement Administration. Also the FBI more recently. An FBI man tried to tell me the public about this and was murdered in January of 95. Interesting. Phil Schneider goes on to say that much of this Black Ops drug money is being used to fund projects classified above top secret. These projects include the building and maintaining of deep-level underground bases such as the Chrysanthemum, Chrysanthemum Underground Biogenetics Facility in Dulce, New Mexico, Pine Gap in Australia, Brecon Beacons in Wales, Snowy Mountains in Australia, the Nyala Range in Africa, west of Kindu in Africa, next to the Libyan border in Egypt, Mont Blanc in Switzerland, Narvak in Scandinavia, Gotland Island in Sweden. There are at least 1,400 of these DUMBs worldwide, 131 in the U.S., with two underground bases being built per year in the U.S. at the moment. The average depths of these bases are four and a quarter miles underground, some shallower and some deeper. These bases are on average the size of a medium-sized city. Each DUMB costs between $17 and $26 billion to build, which is funded by MI6 and CIA drug money. A nuclear-powered drill is used to dig underground. The drill goes through the rock at a tremendous rate and literally melts the rock away to form a smooth glass-like surface around the edges of the tunnels. The next one comes from James Casbolt which says Project Mannequin was started in 1972 and is still being run from a six-level underground facility beneath the small town of Peasmore in Berkshire, a few miles from where I grew up. Also, the CLC-1 base, which whatever in London, was connected to a large base in Parliament. Da, 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 the underground facility below the Porton Down Biowarfare Facility in Wilshire. This underground base is also so secret that the local residents of Peacemore are not even aware it exists the NSA facility known for the intelligence circles as al-499 base is located 200 feet below the village there are entrances to the facility at greenham common which is the bravo entrance which is now sealed off watchfield military science college harvell laboratories in oxfordshire so on and so forth the underground base at lambourne is the area 51 of the uk with many exotic anti-gravity aircraft stored there wow All right, this goes on and on and on and on. This is a crazy, crazy idea. I have not heard about this yet. Next one, and then literally there's so many of these, so many of these quotes and links and sources that, that this goes into. And we're just scratching the surface scratching the surface. Wow. Let's see if we can grab one of his links here. Wow, this links to something called the Illuminati formula used to create an undetectable mind control slave. Told you we're going deep. Wow. Let me look at this index here. Dear God. All right, so I'm not even going to go into that. But like I said, I will link that. This is a book from Fritz Springmeier and Cisco Wheeler called The Illuminati Formula Used to Create an Undetectable Mind Control Slave. And it comes from whale.to. So many links, so many articles, so many little twisted tunnels that you could get into from this. Let's read one more. This comes from Veronica Swift, which says one thing that they do is very advanced, almost mind-bogglingly advanced, is genetic manipulation and crossbreeding of humans. We already know that to be true. It's the chimeras that we've talked about that China admitted to be experimenting on. And she mentions it. Here we go. Both Jesse and Cisco report that the Illuminati Brotherhood is secretly creating human-animal hybrids called chimeras. They are breeding humans with birds and other animals, as well as inserting DNA into humans that normally would belong only to a fish, for example. Dear Lord. Next one says, Area 51, Dreamland, Groom Lake, Nevada. Area 51 is also known as Dreamland. There are a number of extensive underground facilities in the area. This is one of the first genetic research facilities in the U.S., perhaps the first major genetic research facility. The people's workers and victims are brought in by airplane and tube shuttle. The worst cases of UFO alien type of monarch programming are coming out of Area 51. The eggs from slaves are being harvested and weird genetic creatures are being developed from human eggs, which is been genetically mixed with other things. who we're going deep. Hidden high atop the mountainside along Going to Into the Sun Road at more than 6,600 elevation is the secret tunnel entrance for an extensive underground Nazi CIA facility. In the above satellite image, the larger circle denotes the hidden rock facade entrance and the smaller circle denotes the position of camouflage guards. The secret tunnel descends more than two miles to a giant hollowed-out industrial complex below the mountain. This huge underground city-slash-base connects to Montana to Canada, just north of the national border at the cleverly named International Peace Park. This underground base is where the CIA keeps its stolen Holocaust trillions and tests its most secret New World Order black projects, including Tesla's flying discs, optically invisible aircraft and other stolen Tesla technologies. Operations at the base include maintenance and deployment of stealth drones. Wow. This also says Glacier National Park was the first national park to have railroad access at the time a necessity for all large scale underground military industrial construction. This enabled them to transport the rumored Nazi gold train of stolen Holocaust loot from Montauk, New York to a secret base located inside the mountain. On the prom- pr- prominently above the secret tunnel entrance, there is a strange-looking outcropping of rocks that at certain times of day looks like a grizzly bear, hence the name Grizzly Peak. The CIA uses a secret tunnel route to illegally smuggle drugs, guns, SS Nazi war criminals, and dignitaries into Canada without stopping at any border crossings. Good Lord, this just goes deeper and deeper. And deeper. Wow, I'm gonna have to do a whole episode on this. Yeah, we'll have to do a whole episode on this. The next topic that we were supposed to go into is the Alice in Wonderland trauma based mind control programming. So I'll touch on this super briefly and then we're gonna have to wrap this up. (laughs) But I will dive into these topics and come back to you guys with a a full understanding because I'm just finding this out with you. It says a basic understanding of what trauma based mind control is and how it works is absolutely necessary to understand this post it will not make sense otherwise if you haven't read my other post first this is a follow-up this posts quite heavily on the character limit alice in wonderland is one of the two most commonly used mind control program scripts the other is the wizard of oz all mind control programming is a variation on a theme determined in part by the victim's own imagination and their set role in the cult Hence, while Oz and Alice programming are uniformly employed, their application differs from every victim. Now, again, it comes to Fiona Barnett, the person that we talked about earlier. Alice is the name given to every female MK Delta child soldier. Hence, the Alice in Wonderland and Alice through the Looking Glass programming. There are many variations used by different groups, but the basic concepts are the same. An alter personality or multiple who believes that they are Alice, a mirror world, Referred to as through the looking glass or the other side of the mirror. This is the fantasy world this altered personality goes to or lives in, completely disassociated from the human extreme trauma. The Alice in Wonderland programming theme is used in air-water programs and mirror programs, which the Illuminati, CIA, NASA, Jesuits, and other like so well. The idea is that there exists a mirror world, which is a reversal. Along with it, attached is the idea that the slave can enter into a timeless dimension of time, or as some refer to it, interdimensional time travel. Going through the looking glass takes them to a world where the ordinary world is turned upside down and backwards. Fritz Springmeier says, Using the movie, programmers encourage slaves to go into Over the Rainbow, Follow the Yellow Brick Road, or Follow the Rabbit and disassociate effectively separating their minds from their bodies the same way alice follows a white rabbit through the looking glass to enter the strange world of wonder slaves follow their handlers through programming to reach complete disassociation in the fairy tale alice enters a fantasy world where everything is magical inverted and unstable a place similar to the slaves internal world where everything can be modified by the handler Therefore, in MK symbolism, Wonderland represents the state of mind of disassociation, mind control slave, the place where they escape the plane of trauma. The next person said, I had listened to Aquina talk at length about such concepts before. Hypnotic talk of past, present, future set my mind in a spin that when combined with Alice in Wonderland, NASA mirror world concepts created an illusion of timeless dimensions. I know that the only dimensions I experienced were elaborate memory compartmentalizations of real earthly events by real earthly criminals and certainly not by aliens, Satan, or demons. Wow. It goes on to talk about uh, another one which says that, uh, that White Rabbit is a programming figure for Alice in Wonderland programming who will allow you to go otherwise inaccessible places for adventure. He represents the master. The white rabbit is an important figure to the slave. Fritz Springer says Alice represents mind control in general. The meaning of is purposeful, referenced in media. For example, The Matrix, or Pet Goat 2, which is symbolism. This page has collected a, a collection of celebrity monarch slave pictures referencing Alice mind control in popular media. It's everywhere. Interesting. I'm sure we can go down that rabbit hole no pun intended. Wow. Hmm. Talks about it shows Adam Lambert. It shows like it's just basically showing all of the symbolism within Hollywood, referencing the white rabbit and Alice in Wonderland. It even shows a picture of Britney Spears wearing the rabbit ears during a performance. Cameron Diaz follow the white rabbit as well who knows maybe it's just a coincidence so this is just all speculation. but it does show a fair amount of correlations between Hollywood figures and Alice in Wonderland, which to be fair was a huge Hollywood hit and maybe that's why and has absolutely nothing to do with CIA mi6 Illuminati Satanic mind control and maybe these people are all crazy. <laughs> that could be very well it. But that's a pretty big, pretty big amount of pictures and people. And when you say Britney Spears, you go watch some Britney Spears videos. That's some of the wildest, weirdest things you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Interesting, says the same way Alice follows a white rabbit through the looking glass to enter a strange world of wonder, slaves follow their handlers through programming to reach a complete association in the fairy tale, Alice enters a fantasy world where everything is magical. Right, we already talked about that. Over the years. <sighs> Interesting. All right, I don't have the mental fortitude to continue going down this road because it seems to be pretty dark but I will read it when I have the ability to do so and come back to you with my findings. Somebody else, let's go into one more. says, moving on to more recent times, says, British intelligence head of MI6, John Scarlett. Scarlett is not James Bond. He is a pedophile, a sadomasochist, and a murderer. Alice in Wonderland mind control programming is his specialty. He's a part of the British chapter of Royal Ark Freemasonry and as such counts himself as one of the Illuminati. The diabolical royal arch freemasonry of the British Illuminati, the Humpty Dumpty cult, otherwise known as the Dark Lily Brotherhood, currently run by this man, the Eggman, is layman terms. The secret society is an esoteric front for the Royal Danam project. Briefly, this cult was begun in order to ensure the survival of the decrypt genes of the European monarchies by infusing them with new blood, more specifically, new DNA women were secretly selected according to their gene pool and put under MI6 Illuminati mind control via the program Alice in Wonderland during the 1980s and 90s. The selected female British intelligence recruits were taken to see Arium, lily, a plant which stinks of rotting human flesh. This was to reveal to them the mysteries of the cult that they would be used for their zygotes, fertilized eggs, in order to continue the research of the royal cult the Nazi eugenics project, the royal family and their associates didn't simply want to have above average intelligence looks and talents. They wanted to be the superior race in every way. They were contu- continuing the Nazi agenda. Nazism never went away and it is being perpetuated via pawns like Scarlet, who is part of the fifth column in British society. A rum sh- sh- shouts the character in Alice Wonderland as Alice tries to break out of the symbolic womb of the house she has gone in too big for. A rum, the lizard, is held up by two guinea pigs, after his attempt to get down the chimney this is the real meaning behind the sick parable of the british illuminati as dis- explained by their new royal ark freemasonry recruits to si- too sick to go into details but needs must but needs must this has got to be exposed the women who have been chosen have no choice Hmm. they are sacred prostitutes after fertilization they are then forced through the most terrible and traumatic Abortions. Read Humpty Dumpty's poetry to find out exactly what happens to these poor women, the little fishes. Hmm. Don't want to read that. All right. I don't know how to wrap this up in a positive way (laughs) because that just got super deep and super dark. But if these things are real and not just some crazy people on conspiracy Reddit, which is also, you know, potentially true. There seems to be some merit, you know, at least the one person that we looked up here, I didn't look up any of the other people, but the one that we did look up was a legitimate person with documentaries about her and news reporters all around her with microphones. So without sitting here and diving into this for six hours with you, Maybe it's time to do your research, or maybe it's time to live your life, pay no attention to this, and act like it doesn't exist, even if it is true, because what the hell are you going to do about it? I would say that on a positive note, I found my positive spin here, guys. On a positive note, there is a documentary that just came out outlining the Operation Underground Railroad, which is a nonprofit which has special forces, guys, that go and save these children. Operation Underground Railroad, which is our OURRescue.org, has a film that is just coming out and it is ran by Tim Ballard, a former special ops guy who decided to dedicate his life to saving children. And there was a release of a new documentary, which is coming out, I believe, like this weekend. And they have saved so many children. The, the documentary is called Sound of Freedom, which Ivanka Trump tweets and says sheds light on the harrowing reality of human trafficking, awakening our, our collective conscious and inspiring us to take action for those trapped in its dark web. And we don't know how deep that dark web is. Let's go ahead and listen to this documentary.
5: Let me pedoph- 288.
1: Looks like it's not a documentary.
5: Let me Two hundred eighty-eight. Yeah. How many kids you found? July fourth, it comes out. It is the fastest-growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time to a child five to ten times a day. God's children are not for sale. How long you been doing this? 12 years now. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? we homeland security. You know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. Which means she'll disappear for good. Imagine walking into her room right now, seeing an empty bed.
3: What we do.
4: You quit your job and you go and rescue those kids.
3: So at this moment, she could be a block down the road or she could be at Moscow, Bangkok, LA. She's a major operator. It's all rebel territory. No one goes in. Not the army, not the police, not us.
5: What if this was your daughter? There's no marine unit coming. You're on your own. This jaw tears you to pieces. And this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. When God tells you what to do... estimated two million children are trafficked every year, and we can help them. Sound of Freedom is based on a true story about real-life heroes saving kids from the dark world of child trafficking. We know this is heartbreaking and it hurts to look at, but the first step in helping these children is hearing their story. Not enough people know this problem exists, and even fewer people are willing to do anything about it. Our goal is to inspire two million people to attend the film's opening weekend to represent the 2 million trafficked children around the world. To spread the word, Angel Studios set up a pay-it-forward program where you can pay for someone else's ticket who might not otherwise see it. If the ticket price is stopping you from attending, claim your free ticket at angel.com freedom. Sound of Freedom opens the week of July 4th. Every parent, every adult, and every teenager in America should be there to see it. If millions of us come together today to see this film, we could propel the movement to help save millions of children around the world. And you can send the message that God's children are no longer for sale.
1: Well, there's your positive spin. There are real people out there doing real things to help these children. Two million children every single year are trafficked into maybe as horrific of situations as we just went through. And there's not much, as I said, there's there's not much that you can do, but there is organizations out there like Operation Underground Railroad who will do those things. So find those organizations and do what you can to help fund them. Because there are badass motherfuckers searching for these people, finding them, and saving children every day. So, there's your positive spin, guys. (laughs) The movie, the movie is called Sound of Freedom, and it comes out July 4th, and uh, after reading everything that we just read and hearing, you know, even the the possibility of those things being real and then seeing people actually doing shit about it. I don't know how you don't get a little emotional, but I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Do what you can to help. Operation Underground Railroad, O-U-R, what is it? O-U-R Rescue. O-U-R rescue.org. You can donate and help fund these people who are going out there and actually doing stuff about this. I've heard of other organizations which are doing something similar. And uh, look for those and do something about it, guys. Thank you so much. Love you from the bottom of my heart. Subscribe, leave a five-star review, anti austinadams.substack.com. Have a great day.
5: Oh, <laughs> yeah.